This is the Optical Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Optical Success Academy and Seiko. Whether you call yourself an optometrist, an optician, or an optical practice owner, then wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It's me revealing everything I can to make you a more successful business owner. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here in our growing community. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is Connor. I'm recording this episode in Manchester Airport, bright and early on a Friday morning. I'm just about to jump on a plane to Paris uh, to visit the trade fair SOMO with uh, one of the team from Jonesico. Um, So I've just tried to find a a relatively quiet corner here to record this podcast episode for you. And I have a story for you, which is, it's an old story. You may have heard it before. Allegedly, it's a true story, but it doesn't really matter whether it's true or not. There's definitely lessons in it. Um, But if you're familiar or if you pay attention uh, to personal development and things like that, there's a chance you might have heard the story before. It's called Acres of Diamond. And I think it's quite an apt story. And yeah, happy to share it with you. So the story goes like this. Basically, there was an African farmer uh, who had heard tales about other farmers that had been striking it rich and making millions by discovering diamond mines. Um, So he got so excited about the prospect of this that he could barely wait to sell his farm, sell up everything he owned and go prospecting for diamond mines himself and basically spent his life uh, wandering around Africa searching for but never uh, finding these gleaming gems uh, that he knew were so valuable and it brought such riches on the markets uh, around the world. So eventually, years and years and years later, after never finding what he was looking for, he had spent all his money, he was completely worn out, and in a fit of despondency, he tossed himself in the river and drowned. So he came to a, you know, a sticky ending. Meanwhile, the man that had bought his farm, the original farmer's farm that he sold up, the man that bought that uh, had been crossing a stream on the property one day, and he noticed that there was this bright, gleaming uh, stone in the stream, and he thought it looked nice, and he, it was a good-sized stone. He took it into the house and stuck it on his mantelpiece just as something that looked nice, and there it sat. So a few weeks later, he had a visitor come to his house, looked at the stone, looked at it closely, picked it up, and realized how heavy it was, and nearly fainted because this guy realized that this was, you know, a massive diamond. So he asked the farmer, did he know what he'd find? Um, and the farmer explained that, no, he didn't know what it was. He just thought it was a nice stone, a um, nice piece of crystal or whatever. And the visitor told him that he'd probably found one of the biggest diamonds ever discovered. Uh, and the farmer, you know, couldn't really believe it because he said, well, there's loads of them. They're just kind of lying around in the streams. Um, so it turned out that the first farm, this farm that the first farmer had sold so that he could go searching for a diamond mine actually turned out to be one of the most productive diamond mines in all of Africa. So the first farmer had owned completely his, literally acres of diamonds. um, And he sold it for next to nothing in order that he could go looking elsewhere. So, So the moral, I think, of this story is 
if the first farmer had only taken the time to study and prepare himself to learn like what exactly diamonds look like in a rough state, uh, thoroughly explore their own property that he already had and owned before going to look elsewhere. If he'd only done that, then really he would have achieved his goals, achieved his dreams, whatever he aspired to have. So this story, I think, uh, it's a really well-known story, and I think it has affected a lot of people just with this idea that at, at the very moment, right now, so stand, you're literally probably standing in the middle of your own acres of diamonds. And it's really all about having the wisdom and the patience to intelligently and effectively explore wherever you are now, the work that you're doing, uh, the practice that you have. And also exploring yourself and your strengths and your ability to to make things happen. And if you do that, then you will often find the the, the riches that you seek, so to speak. And riches as well are not just in terms financial terms. There are also riches in tangible terms. You know, being able to live life on your terms, being you know feeling happy and safe and secure in who you are and and how you're living and your philosophy of life. So. All of that is there around you right now. You do not need to go looking elsewhere for your for your riches and for your happiness. So I wanted to tell that story today, in particular because I'm you know I'm flying to Paris to go to an eyewear trade show, and this is my nineteenth year. It's twenty twenty years uh, to next year um, from when I first went to Paris. I went to Paris in two thousand four to the first trade fair when I opened my first practice. But here I am, 20 years later, still mining this gold mine or this diamond mine, if you like. My business is a very simple business. We are basically helping people look good and feel good in glasses, in eyewear. And that is more than enough opportunity for me to meet all my goals, all my desires. Um, we don't, you know, being successful in business is a lot simpler than people make out and that people would lead you to believe. Um, but I think so many practice owners get caught up in going looking elsewhere for acres of diamonds because they don't even realize the opportunity that they have around them today now. Um, so we think, you know, you're led to think, well, maybe if you go and get another qualification and educate yourself more, and go and get some specialist training and specialize in more areas, maybe that will be the key to your riches. Or maybe maybe you need to explore other opportunities like audiology and bolt that onto the practice. Or maybe you need to maybe you need to open an online store and sell all your eyewear online. Or maybe, you know, all these endless things that people go off getting distracted by, pouring energy into when there's more than enough opportunity around them if they'll just study it and explore it and get serious about taking advantage of it. And for me, that was eyewear. I, when I first went to Paris 20 years ago, thereabouts, um, I was on the cusp of opening my first practice and trying to figure out how are we going to differentiate ourselves? What are we going to, you know, what, how are we going to be different? How are we going to serve our clients? What are we going to do that, people will want um, and after days of trawling through the biggest trade fair in the world we realized that eyewear it's pretty simple people just so many people need glasses 
you're frustrated by it, you don't feel particularly good about having to wear glasses, the experience of choosing glasses and finding glasses and knowing what suits you, getting over the, you know, how you feel about yourself and glasses and all that stuff, is a really big pain that people have and a really big opportunity for anybody that decides to to really commit to better serving their patients. So why are we going to Paris as well soon to continue to do a better job of offering the best to our clients and getting better at what we're offering, why we're offering it, make sure we're excited about the eyewear we're working with, make sure the team's excited about it. And then that enthusiasm is transferred to every client, every patient that walks through the door. You know, I'm still here 20 years later, still mining this, this mine. And there's no end in sight in terms of the size of the opportunity. And our practice is doing really well and probably in the top couple of percent of practices in terms of whatever metrics you want to use, revenue, average dispense value, um, reviews, any of that kind of stuff, we're really up there. But every day and every week, I see tons of opportunity um, for us to do more and be better by still staying focused on the the area that we're focused on. So, you know, my advice to you, if whether you're starting out in your business journey or whether you've been doing it for 20 years, is just decide what business you are in and be in that business. So decide what business you're in and be in that business. Don't go flipping from one thing to the next thinking, oh, there must be something else out there. If I just need to do something else, that's going to be the key to success. So as I said, practice success is easier than you're led to be allegedly. Uh, and as well with, you know, there, I think there are people out there as well saying that, well, to do well at the high end of the market as an independent, that will only work in certain locations. And I say that is, with respect, complete crap. Um, we've been helping practice owners for years in all sorts of locations, all sorts of demographics do better by moving higher end. And how do you move higher end? By doing a better job for your clients, by focusing on key areas, by, you know, delivering more value. When you deliver more value and transform the experience of what you're offering, your clients will respond and be happy to pay more and buy more and refer more. And you don't need to be in some super high end, middle of Manchester, middle of London, Beverly Hills, Manhattan type address. That is crap. So don't let anybody make you believe that, well, this, you know, this won't work in my area. So, you know, it's the, it's the acres of diamonds thing. It's people trying to make you believe that you need to go looking elsewhere to find what you need. No, there is opportunity all around you with your practice right now to multiply your dispense values to multiply how happy your clients are with you to really multiply the level of service the level of sophistication that you can bring to how you operate in your practice and how engaged your team are so if you put in the work you will get the rewards don't let anybody convince you that you know that's okay for other people but it's not okay for you because that is uh not true and now a word from our sponsor Hi, Connor Heaney here. In 2017, after feeling frustrated and underappreciated by our previous lens supplier, my practice started working with Seiko as our primary lens company, and we haven't looked back. The Seiko team are a joy to work with. 
They are extremely helpful and flexible to our needs, which means we can provide far better service to our clients at Jones & Co Styling Opticians. Our patients are delighted with the quality of vision they get from their Seiko lenses, and for over four years now, it's been an excellent and profitable partnership with Seiko for my practice. I can't recommend them highly enough. To receive a Seiko information pack, including a special lens offer for podcast listeners, send an email to infouk at seikovision.com with the subject podcast. Find out how Seiko can help your practice the same way they help mine. Send an email to infouk at seikovision.com with the subject podcast. So yeah, so I hope you found that little story inspiring. Again, if you own a practice and you're an independent practice, you have strengths, you can offer higher levels of personal service, you can offer higher levels of expertise, you can take longer times with patients, and that model supports uh, being paid more because you are delivering more value. And you, if you have a practice, you're sitting on a gold mine. You can learn how to be better at marketing to your existing client base and you know, building those relationships. Uh, you can learn how to be better at selling, uh, learn how to be better at delivering an experience, learn how to be better at leading a team. That's, that's the, the way that you mine your, your diamond mine, your gold mine. You put in the effort, you learn how to do it, you study it, but the opportunity is there. So before I go, there's one other point I want to make on this acres of diamond story. So obviously, both in the US and in the UK, there's a huge trend for independent practices selling out to private equity or groups like the Hakeem Group are doing a great job of buying up lots and lots of independent practices here in the UK. Um, I guess in the past, that was what Specsavers did, bought up loads and loads of independents. But anyway, private equity is huge in America, lots of practices selling out um, to these groups. And why are they doing that? Like, why is why would anybody be interested in buying lots of independent practices? The answer is they see value in those practices, unexploited value. They see diamonds in your practice that you haven't recognized that they're very happy to buy and mine for themselves. So again, if you're thinking about like why would anybody buy your practice? It's because there's value in your practice. That's why they want it. And if you would just educate yourself uh, about what's necessary to uh, to mine that value, then all the opportunity is there for you. And it's not as hard again as people would make you make you think. Being successful in business isn't as complicated as people would make you think. Do you need help? Yeah. Do you need support? Yes. Do you need to learn how to do the things that you don't know how to do? Yes. Do you need to get the knowledge that you maybe don't have in terms of marketing your practice, leading your practice, you know, getting the correct price strategy, getting the correct product selection, those types of things? Yeah, absolutely. But can you do it? 100% you can. So, again, use that, you know, take that as whatever way you want to take it. But at minimum, take it as the opportunity of, you know, if someone's interested in buying your practice, why would they, why would they want to do that? It's because they see massive value in it and it's there for you as well. So again, literally another, another point is that your practice is acres of diamonds.
whether you see that value or not is is really not the the question it's really about are you going to educate yourself to really exploit the value that is there um and if somebody is interested in buying your practice private equity or whoever just stop and think well why would they want this thing why would they want to buy this practice and it's because of the, the value that exists so i will leave you on that note um i'm gonna go i've got a plane to catch i'm depending whether you're attending uh, solo or not i may bump into you today if you do uh, come up and say hello uh and then otherwise we'll be back very soon with uh, another episode um we're excited to announce our upcoming events coming up in january and february so the very beginning of the year we've got two amazing events one in the us one in the uk to kick off the year and get everybody making their plan and getting a, a plan in place for for the year ahead and for mining the gold mine that that is your practice so thank you all. i hope you have a, a good day whatever you're up to and i will be back again soon talk to you soon bye thank you for listening to the optical entrepreneur podcast if you're brand new to our world head over to opticalsuccessacademy.com where you can get started with my special report the nine keys that unlock the hidden profits in your practice or if you've been listening to the show for a while you like what you hear and you think you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice reach out to my team at info at and tell us exactly what you're looking for. You'll find all this information in the show notes. And if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. Until next time, make it a great month.